welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are checking in with cringy celebrities. What else is new? (laughs) I know, right? That's our entire brand. Um, Netflix's holiday slate, because it is never the season. Exactly. Never too early to talk about Halloween or Christmas slash the holidays, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And we will be doing a cringe mode, She's the Man. I'm so excited (laughs) to discuss with you guys. We're finally on some good content. Before we get into the show, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Okay, Tea Time is checking in with, uh, this category is what? Just cringy celebs plus some social media news at the end. So let's start with the cringe. Kate, go ahead. As you guys know, the election is approaching rapidly. I hope you're all registered to vote. If you're not, please register. And celebrities also want you to register to vote. They want you to know that you should vote. They want you to know how important it is to engage in democracy. But they have... Uh, taking some interesting routes to spread this message. And I want to be clear, voting is great. Voting is important. Uh, please vote. However, these celebrities, you just, you don't have to do it this way. I want to start with Carly Kloss, as, as always. <laughs> uh, last month, Carly Kloss, famously part of the Kushner family by marriage. So, you know, a, an important voice in our democracy, apparently, posted a selfie and said, these boots were made for voting. And she's posing. She's doing like the classic influencer kneeling pose. Uh, If you don't know what it is, maybe like check out Sean Yu's Instagram page. Uh, (laughs) And she's showing off her leg where her $700 boots are emblazoned with the word vote. And in the next profile selfie, she has the words vote on her earrings. Powerful stuff from Carly Kloss, famously a Kushner. Uh, Just not what you want. She got ratioed for it like crazy. (laughs) It's just like Carly uh walk the walk you know yeah yeah so exactly did not end there there was a trend uh in the last couple weeks that was kind of part of this selfie celebrity selfie voting trend you know a lot of people wearing t-shirts that say (laughs) vote a lot of people selling merch that says vote that's not great 
And a lot of celebrities started posting thirst traps on Instagram that was like, you want to see more of this? And then it would be a link and the link would be like registering to vote. Uh, Sterling K. Brown got in on this. Lots of other people that I thought were woke. And I'm now I'm realizing are just like kind of basic. Um, <laughs> there was a really good write up about it from Kevin Fallon at the Daily Beast. The headline was celebs are posting ass pics to get you to vote. It's really dumb. Uh, (laughs) that sums it up it really does really sums it up it's just like it's just the bare minimum yeah pun intended (laughs) i will Uh, say this sometimes (laughs) i do enjoy like when it's kind of like the lower tier celebs doing it because it's like oh they they care but also they're thirsty for fame like my girl lisa rinna to me (laughs) that post from like 10 years ago lisa it's fine i know you still have a good body but um (laughs) That redeems season 10 for me of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Honestly, she was like, hey, I'm sexy. Go vote Kamala and Joe. And I was like, yes, Lisa. At least she put a name on it. Like Carly right. Cross yeah. just being like, vote. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> for who, Carly? We would right. like to know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Kevin Fallon, again, for the Daily Beast, really summed up well. He was just like, voting is important, but doing this just like is not enough. And like, you're a celebrity, you already have our attention. So like, Mm. you don't have to do this, first of all. You can use your platform in more interesting and like better ways. And the reason we're talking about this today is because there was another video posted yesterday Mm. uh, where a lot of celebrities, exactly the celebrities that you would think, teamed up with Represent Us, which is a nonpartisan voting group. So, you know, maybe join with the partisan one next time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But people like Sarah Silverman, Amy Schumer, Josh Gad, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, Chris Rock, Mark Ruffalo, (laughs) they all got naked and not in an interesting way, just like collarbone up. Uh, and <laughs> mostly except for Sarah Silverman uh, and she just will do like, any chance she gets to get those girls any out chance. she's Honestly, like I'm here she, I, I, I great. almost respect it but also <laughs> like just do something more interesting it was yeah, just right it was great the first 20 times right uh, and the Daily Beast also had another write up this time from Laura Bradley and it's just like she said it well she was like it's hard to decide whether it's more depressing that A-listers thinks voters are too stupid to figure out voting without them getting naked or the fact that like maybe we are that stupid and we do mm-hmm. need <laughs> celebrities to do it. so it's just like kind of embarrassing you know donate money just talk about issues talk about the specifics yes and also I, make a plan for how you're gonna vote this right. is yes. for the tea baggers the tea timers whatever we're calling <laughs> the niche group that we've got listening to this podcast <laughs> You should make a plan for how you're going to vote. You can make sure that you have everything you need at BallotReady.org. Yes, this is actually useful information that we're giving you right now. (laughs) Yes! At BallotReady.org, you can check if you can mail in your ballot, vote early in person. You can find your polling place because did you know you can vote before November 3rd in most states? You can? BallotReady.org. I already did. Crucial info. Yes. Look at that. That's my PSA. I love that. We can move on. Amelia, what do you have to say? Well, I'm sure you're excited, both of you. Um, I hate to do this, but real quick, Tyra on Dancing with the Stars update, because guess what? Our girl messed up, but it's okay. She blamed the cards. It was very much of an Oscar moment when they gave the wrong cards, allegedly. Yeah. So she was like, all right. And she was calling down the couples and like, you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. And then it was down to like three couples. Liz Chrishell was in trouble. I oh, know. No. It was um, her and someone else. I know. I honestly don't remember. I'm sorry. Um, Anne Heche. And then Tyra was like, oh, wait, 
um, Monica Aldama and Anne Heysher in the bottom too. And they had already excused Monica. So like you see, you watch the TV and like Chriselle runs by Tyra being like, I'm safe. He 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 and walks off. So, so she's safe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, but it was really embarrassing. And like then Monica had to come out and then Tyra was just like, okay, uh, Anne Heche. And then I guess Anne Heche stormed off and wouldn't talk to anyone according to page six. So what? it was just, and Tyra was like, live TV, live TV. It's live. Oh, no. Yeah. So a little bit of an embarrassment, but you know. <laughs> that happened early in the season. Aren't we only a couple episodes in? We're like three episodes in, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Um, so, you know, only way to go for Tyra is up, as I like yes. to say. Right? Yes. Okay. Also, like, Tyra Banks, seasoned host. Like, it's not like I she know. was a celebrity oh, for something else. I and, know. And, like, came into this and didn't know how to work <laughs> note cards. That's so true. true. That's so, so like, true. She needs like the big cards with the people's faces like she used to do for right. Top Model. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, they that's should a bring that back. Right. It's yeah. because she didn't have the pictures in her hand. That's yeah, why yeah. she had words. <laughs> that's the problem. Exactly. But it's okay, Tyra. We're still cheering for you. Also, Mass Singer update. Guess who was revealed last night on who? Mass Singer, the, and, which I unfortunately missed. I cannot believe it um, <laughs> because I was watching the stupid debate. Uh, no, Ugh. I'm kidding. I know. Uh, it was Brian Austin Green. Of former Megan, Megan Fox, Fox husbandry. Wow. Yes, exactly. Wow, wow. wow. That's so, a low wow. for him. Yeah. So honestly, it, it, no longer is Megan Fox's most embarrassing boyfriend, Machine Gun Kelly. Am I right? <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, that might be maybe. true. It's a tough, <laughs> tough battle there, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> so he was the giraffe. The Amelia, uh, like Victorian giraffe. Yes. Who? What eventually was the reveal for that big, never done before, never seen? It was Mickey Rourke. Let's it was Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Jesus Christ! I forgot about that. I forgot who it was. Okay, thank you. Okay, to wrap up the category, doing a couple of social media news, and basically, I just wanted to talk about Fleetwood Mac and why I'm forcing this upon you guys. And it's my two greatest joys in life. It's Fleetwood Mac and TikTok because this man named Nathan Apodica, he's 37 years old, lives in Idaho. Let me paint the picture for you because he did, he had a profile um, in the New York Times and they painted it quite well. Wow. About 8 a.m. on September 25th, Nathan's 2005 Dodge Durango's battery cut out as he was trying to get to work at an Idaho potato warehouse. This is not a new experience for him. The SUV had more than 330,000 miles on it. So Mr. Apodica grabbed his phone, his large bottle of ocean spray crayon raspberry <laughs> juice and his longboard, the skateboard captain's car, just for such emergencies and wheeled the rest of the way to work. Basically, this guy got on TikTok like on a whim and skateboarded early morning and sang Dreams by Fleetwood Mac while drinking a gigantic jug of Cran Raspberry Ocean Spray juice. <laughs> it absolutely blew up in a way that like has affected the business of both Fleetwood Mac and Ocean Spray. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And we talk a lot about these like rogue viral videos, but this created waves in a, in a way that like is not really done that often. Since this video was posted and went viral, it's gotten 23 million views and counting. Ocean Spray has given this man a brand new truck that's like cranberry red, filled it what? with Ocean Spray juice. Oh my God. I've not been following this story. No. I've been no. obsessed about this for days. What okay. the fuck? So Ocean Spray gave him a new car. I Mick only got $50 <laughs> from Dunkin' Donuts. Are you shitting me? He's got 23 million views on you. Okay, <laughs> well, never mind. 
Mick Fleetwood, the co-founder, a co-founder of Fleetwood Mac, recreated his video on his own longboard what? with the same it juice. It was great. It was I fucking didn't see amazing. That. Oh my These, god! These like governors, like all around, are like in- integrating <laughs> it in their campaigns. They're like everyone's trying what? to copy this video. He now has merch and has made more than thirty thousand wow. dollars off of his own merchandise. <gasps> Tons of him. donations have come in. Like I said, Ocean Spray has given him a brand new car. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. And Fleetwood Mac's dream had its largest ever streaming week last week with 8.47 million streams in the United States. Like everyone is a new group of people is discovering Fleetwood Mac and dreams. And I'm so so happy for the world. I feel like we have not properly explained how great the video is. Okay, go ahead. Can you explain vibes? The vibes of it. It's like this man who you would not expect to be on TikTok, first of all. Yeah. So that's part of it. And he's just like vibing to this song, mm-hmm. just True. rolling along the highway. And then he brings up this giant juice and it's so much bigger than you expect. And it's like, why <laughs> is it cranberry? Right. Just it's swigs cr- yeah, it cr- and raspberry. keeps vibing. And yeah. if you've seen his other TikToks, he actually like, he just vibes and dances to all these yep. songs. He's like this middle-aged <laughs> Latino man. He oh. is not at all like what you would expect for a TikTok star. And it's yeah. just so wholesome and pure. Yes. And I just right. wish the best for him. His TikTok username is 420dogface208. And it's like, <laughs> just... It's just absolutely amazing. And I want viral fame for more people like that. Like not yeah. like yes. a kid who like mispronounces yeah. banana and then everyone's like, ha ha ha, goes on Ellen. Like this, these are the real people Did I want to see. Did that actually happen? Yeah, it happens every week. I feel like some kid says something and then goes on Ellen. Um, anyway, he's achieved great success so far and he's just on the up and up. So just keep going. And I'm so happy. And it lets me listen to dreams like all day long. So there you go. Win-win. That is great. Okay. Next category. You guys, it is October 9th by the time you're listening to this, which means it's fall. It's basically the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Um, So Tea Time is going to preview Netflix's holiday slate, which they just released this week. Kate, thoughts. Take it away. (sighs) It's too early for this, if you Mm -hmm. ask me. I went in Macy's yesterday, unfortunately, and there were more Christmas trees than people, uh, Mm. which like this, I guess I preferred, but only by a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's too early for Christmas, I think. However, Netflix does not agree. They released their entire, (laughs) most of their holiday slate uh, Mm. this week, the calendar for everything, which is very much in Hallmark, Hallmark's kind of imprint, which we will go into later. I want to call out some highlights from the Netflix slate. As you know, we're very invested. We've done pot, like whole Netflix holiday podcasts on the Ringer Dish feed before. We've talked about it at length on this podcast. And we just got a preview of what we're in for. So I want to start out with the queen, the queen of Netflix Christmas, uh, Vanessa Hudgens, who is starring in Princess Switch, Switched Again. Now, the Netflix tweet about this says, Vanessa Hudgens, Vanessa Hudgens, and Vanessa Hudgens. Ooh, <laughs> if you remember... Three Vanessa Hudgenses in this movie as princess <laughs> as Princess Stacy tries to help Duchess Margaret get through a rough patch with Kevin, Margaret's outrageous cousin Fiona, a third lookalike, arrives in town. I believe what? every person except Kevin in that sentence is played by <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> she could also be Kevin. That could be the plot twist. Oh my god. I my favorite part of this is that they tweeted three images of this movie and it's just like exactly what you think. It's Vanessa Hudgens mm-hmm. looking exactly the same uh, <laughs> in some coats and then some nice dresses. My favorite part is that they say her outrageous cousin Fiona. No one in these pictures is anywhere near outrageous. They're just like <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens with a bob in a coat. So I'm very curious if this is just Stacy and Margaret uh, or if any of these are Fiona. I'm bummed that of the Christmas movies Vanessa Hudgens did last year, they're not 
bringing a sequel to The Night Before Christmas, which I was forced to watch last year. Like, where is that sequel? That feels like less of a heavy lift for Vanessa Hudgens. She just has to play the one girl. Oh my God, you're right. did not go with that. She just didn't have time. That was the one Fiona (laughs) in the schedule just like couldn't make both of those happen. Um, Other highlights. Liz, please walk us through the Dolly Parton Christmas movie. Oh my God. I am so excited. This one's called Christmas on the Square. It's got Dolly Parton, who you all know I love. It's got Christine Baranski, maybe for like the Kate Howell fans out there who like- The Chris Ryans of the world. (laughs) Yeah. So Baranski is playing a rich and nasty woman named Regina Fuller, who returns to her small hometown after her father's death to evict everyone and sell the land to a (laughs) mall developer right before Christmas. It's a classic tale. Dolly Parton plays an angel, which is so perfect. And, Mm. you know, eventually what will happen, perhaps, is Christine Baranski has a change of heart right before the holidays, does not turn this land into a a mall. Perhaps. We don't know. Basically, I'm extremely excited to see Dolly Parton acting these two women and the big screen on Netflix. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited. Also, I think it's a musical. I think Dolly Parton will sing. It has to be. Even if it's not a musical, she will sing. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I can't wait for that. And then... I've I've come back around. I had a real big Great British Bake Off phase Oof. in my life, and then I shuttered it. And then now I'm bringing it back because Mallory Rubin and I have been talking a lot about it. I like stopped after the Mary Berry era. I think I'm mm. coming back because they're releasing this holiday edition, um, as I have in the past, of the Great British Bake Off. And it's just immediate serotonin, this show. And then you add the holiday flair to it, and it's like a thousand times better. It's soothing. It's comforting. It's like a warm Christmas hug from like your favorite family member. I'm so excited. I'm definitely going to be tuning back in. Plus, like, Kate, you've been baking a lot, I feel like. Maybe this will inspire me to some, like, bake some Christmas treats. Maybe it will. I've also been watching the new season of The Great British Bake Off, Mm. and it's, like, very inspirational and very soothing. So we'll see. Maybe we'll make, like, a a truffle. Who knows? Get crazy. Yeah. (laughs) What are some lowlights from this Netflix holiday calendar? (sighs) Well, some of them are just boring. You know, like, a lot of them we Mm. don't have a lot of info on yet. They only tweeted details about a couple I want to highlight uh, or lowlight Operation <laughs> Christmas Drop, which stars Cat Graham of Vampire Diaries fame, fame, quote unquote, mm. and Alexander Ludwig of Hunger Games, only the first movie fame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they star in Operation Christmas Drop as a congressional aide and the Air Force tour guide she clashes with when she arrives Ooh. to find reasons to defund his facility. Now, Whoa. first I was like, I was like defunding the military, like, <laughs> All right, sure. And then, and then, however, the last sentence says, once there, she discovers the base has been hiding a sweet seasonal secret. So that, uh, that plan. A sweet just, seasonal wow. secret. I, I don't know what it'll be. What There's does a lot that of, mean? It looks are like. Are they hiding Santa Claus, perhaps? Or something hmm. like they are the North oh. Pole? <gasps> seasonal secret? Hard to say. Oh Makes you think. Uh, I will not be watching, probably, but I will Wikipedia yeah. it when it yeah. comes out. <laughs> I also want to ask, on this long list, there is no... Christmas Prince 4. Previously, Mm. the Netflix... Netflix really kicked off their, like, buzzy holiday slate with a Christmas Prince a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there was Christmas Prince Royal Wedding. Then there was the Christmas Prince Royal Baby. And they appear to have bailed on the series after three. There's no Christmas Prince 4. Were they moved to, like, like, LA and, like, take part in the Netflix brand? Maybe they're waiting for Meghan and Harry to come on to the brand fully to help them shape the Christmas Prince 4. 
maybe I would be really into that. I I, mean, I am not optimistic as the odds of that, <laughs> but uh, I just think you know they're they've forgotten their roots. This is what That's the Netflix true. Christmas brand was built on, along with Vanessa Hudgens' Blood, Sweat, and Tears. So. <laughs> uh, Come on, Christmas Prince 4. Just give yeah. us something. Yeah, That's true. I, agree. I, agree. I also think on that note, where's the Christmas Prince 4? How about honestly, where are more movies? There's only 17. Mm-hmm. Hallmark has like 22. I feel like Netflix, you have the money. You have kind of, this is like your time to overtake Hallmark in terms of Christmas movies. Yes. I just like, mm-hmm. why, why not? Just come on. Just Agreed. give a little, care Speaking a little bit. Speaking of that, how does this stack up to Hallmark's schedule? Is oh. this worse? Is this better content-wise and like scheduling-wise? All of it. Yeah, so I, Hallmark released their schedule in late September. So they got the jump on yeah. them in terms of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was scrolling through the list. They just don't have the star power, which is not yeah. to say that Kat Graham and Alexander Ludwig are like <laughs> A-listers. Yeah. But like they're, you know, I like to think I have a decent knowledge of like D-list celebs. And yeah. I was scrolling through the Hallmark uh. list. And it's just the people that you think are there. It's the girl from Mean Girls who had the toaster strudels. Who's that one? Lacey oh. Chabert. She's Lacey in, Chabert. Yeah, it's her. Gretchen Wieners. It's the one uh, from Full House that's not in jail. What? The <laughs> Full House star that's in oh, K- jail. Oh, Cam- Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> yeah. She's in a couple. Yeah. Uh, I'm just crushing this. I'm, I'm browsing <laughs> through these. I read Bill Hader, but actually it's Brad Harder. So that's oh, not, that's not yikes. it. Yikes. Allison Sweeney is in one. Do you think one. that's like a, a business Allison strategy Sweeney. to like get almost an A-list name so that people think that's you're a, Bill Hader? Yes. Yeah, probably. I honestly think that's a great idea. Um, yeah. 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 None of these are good. Oh, no. Candace Cameron Burr. I see this here now. Right. <laughs> if only I had Christmas. That's and they have uh, Jonathan Bennett who played Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls as well, which mm. is good yeah. for him because last time I checked, he was doing like Cupcake Wars like on HG. <laughs> so he's doing better than 90% of the people on this yeah. list. Right. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Aaron Tveit who's on this that's, list. This is that's sad. That's sad. Broadway star Aaron Tveit <laughs> of Les Mis. Look, and- I would take a Hallmark check as well. I would be in these movies. I can't oh, say yeah. that I'm better than that. But I do feel like on the, the Netflix to Hallmark spectrum, you obviously want to be on the Netflix side of it. For oh sure. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah but these are, I would take the bag too. I mean, it's a three, it's like a three day shoot in LA with fake right. snow. Right. Your hair is just curled the way you always curl it. You're in a <laughs> right. coat and like, that's it. Right. That's right. True. Uh, Um, I do want to say that it can't get that much worse than Fat Man, which was a a Christmas movie that was announced yesterday starring Mel Gibson, which tells you everything you need to know. He should have just bailed out on it then. Yeah. Uh, But it's a gritty, dark comedy about Santa uh, Mm -hmm. where he teams up with the military because Mm -hmm. he's struggling and he like shoots people and is violent. And again, it's starring Mel Gibson. And I just like, literally, it can't get worse than that for me. Because I love you. I did watch this trailer when you put it in the Slack channel. And I hate you for it. It literally is like worse than you could even possibly imagine. I don't want to tell you to... I don't want to tell you to watch it because I don't want Mel Gibson to get those stream numbers. But just trust us. It looks atrocious. To be fair, I put it in Slack with this is literally the worst thing I've ever seen. And Liz said, okay, I'll watch. So (laughs) that one's on you. Uh, You gotta eat that shit up. (laughs) My final question for this category is October 28th is the first Netflix Christmas movie. October 24th is the first Hallmark Christmas movie. Is that too early? No, never. (sighs) Uh, I respect your opinion, but I disagree. November 1? 
Like I know November. is never November one fair. I do want to be in the so. spirit. And every time Christmas is over, I was like, I wish I enjoyed it for longer. <laughs> Although the month of October, you got the pumpkins out. Do you guys do any right. like Halloween decorations in your places? Yeah, we have pumpkins. That's but, nice. Sometimes. All right, yeah. you're yeah. halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but bottom yeah, line is no, I don't think so. We need I think more November joy. is November first is fine, but any October, no. Yeah. You're two holidays away. Agreed. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A, S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, let's do it. I'm just so freaking excited to do cringe <laughs> mode. She's the man. I'm a slave through Twilight. I've slaved through Magic Mike, the first and the second. I'm just really excited to talk about a movie that's been giving me joy since 2006. Again, um, I really think you misunderstand the whole concept of this category, but continue. <laughs> anyway, um, this is my popular demand. You guys agreed that this is just a freaking great movie. Um, so you're right. There are some cringy parts of it, which we'll definitely discuss. Kate, do you feel comfortable doing the like little synopsis of She's the Man? Sure. Uh, Amanda Bynes, iconic Amanda Bynes, is a soccer player and her team cuts the girls, her school cuts the girls team. And she's like, I must play soccer. Conveniently, her brother is supposed to go to this prep school but he doesn't want to go. So he bails off to London with his band. They're, are they twins? Yes. Yeah. Okay, they're twins. So she's like, oh my God, a great way to get back at my school would be to pretend to be my brother, play for this opposite team's male soccer team, beat my original school in this game and be like, suck it, whatever. So she does mm -hmm. that. Uh, the whole movie is her pretending to be her brother. It comes out at the end that she's not. She plays on the team as a girl. She romances Channing Tatum. It's, it's all great. It's a great movie. It's a freaking great movie. She is so funny. It's peak Amanda Bynes, which we'll talk about a lot in this category. So let's go through some highlights. Uh, Amelia, you go first. 
I just want to say, I just rewatching this movie, I was just struck at how many great one-liners there mm-hmm. are. One of my favorites is from Sebastian's girlfriend slash ex-girlfriend when they're uh, at the pizza parlor and she, one of the guys on the soccer team tries talking to her and she's like, girls with asses like mine don't talk to boys with faces like yours, which is just, <laughs> wow. Iconic. It's mm-hmm. a great line. Um, <laughs> another great line that I don't, I just freaking love too is... Um, Another one of the soccer player dudes, Toby, who's uh, best friends with Channing Tatum's Duke. Uh, they're talking about this girl named Eunice, who's kind of like the really nerdy kind of weird girl. But he has had feelings for her in the past. And then Amanda Bynes as Sebastian, like, gives her attention and everyone's like, oh, Eunice is cool now. And then <laughs> this is what Toby says. OK, how come when I asked I wanted to ask Eunice out. Everyone made fun of me. But then Sebastian likes her and suddenly she's cool. Screw you guys. I hate high school. It's so good. The dialogue and the one-liners are fucking great. I still say my favorite's Gouda to my friends all the time. uh, Do you like cheese is so iconic. Amanda (laughs) Bynes saying, well, we'll I'll specifically talk about her like weird accent later. She like trying to portray her a boy and her twin brother. Like she takes on this like weird dialogue. Like kind of she says like word Jimon like she's got all these like really weird zany one-liners that right. actually make me laugh out loud when she's um, like Beckham does it all the time and I'm just a little <laughs> affectation that will never not make me laugh it's just so funny it's so Wait, funny I have more of those that I want you to do because okay. I can't do them um I'll just tell you about them later and then also Kate what's the highlight from you uh, I love a good makeover montage we mm-hmm. get one in this movie as uh we get several as Liz noted where she's like learning how to be a boy and she's walking behind all these men in the street, like trying to copy their walk and copy their mannerisms. And like, you know, her friend who sort of styles her Paul is like trying on all these wigs and mustaches. Mm -hmm. I just love a makeover or in this case, make under montage. True, it's true, great. true. There's also one where Channing like teaches her how to be better at soccer. She's like training on her own. They've got like five or six in this movie, which is several. one of my favorite parts of any movie. So it's good that they just like leaned fully in. Mm-hmm. We also love a female focused soccer movie. Granted, it's not about the women's soccer team so much as like Amanda Bynes playing soccer. But I do think the sport of soccer is one of the most fun sports to portray in a movie because you don't have all this heavy equipment and stuff covering your face like you do football, which like Mm. every sports movie is about football. You can't really (laughs) like pick the people to concentrate on even if you do like a big run or whatever you call it. It's just like not as satisfying. Soccer is like you can get really close up. You can get see all their footwork. It's like just much more fun to cut together all those pieces than I think any other sport. I agree with you completely. I want to know. Here's why I think it's so good. In basketball, it's like a basketball movie. Okay, whatever. But like any jaw-dropping moment is just like they make a basket. Which like it looks Mm. the same from everywhere. It's not that exciting. Whereas soccer, you get like the flip kick. You get the penalty kick. You get like the fancy trick shots. And you, you get the like body-to-body combat of football. Yeah. So yeah, then like, people get hurt. People get in fights. Like, true. You get all of that, like, in one. Right. True. And Amanda Bynes, as, uh, maybe it's because I played soccer my whole life and I love the, like, women's soccer, like, aspect of this movie, but she's got, like, the hair tape in. She's got mm-hmm. all the, like, mm. the long shorts. Like, she didn't try to, like, cutesy this up too much, although I have a problem with the last soccer scene, but we'll talk about right. that later. <laughs> um, okay, last highlight, Amelia. Oh, I just want a quick note. I was watching this movie and I was like, wow, everyone has really pretty green eyes. So that was <laughs> That nice. is true. That yeah. is true. 
Okay. It's a good looking cast. It is an extremely good looking cast. Okay. Let's do some lowlights, Kate. Here's my problem with just this, the concept of one of the scenes in this movie. There's a carnival. It's a fundraiser. Uh, The girl who has a crush on Amanda Bynes as Sebastian. So like the boy version of her. Channing Tatum has a crush on this girl. What's her name? So I can stop calling her the girl. Olivia. Olivia. Uh, She's working in a kissing booth. And Channing Tatum's like, I'm going to go get me a piece of that. And then at the last minute, Amanda Bynes as Viola steps in. Channing Tatum has to kiss Viola. However, has a kissing booth ever existed in real life? I'm convinced that this is just an entirely fictional creation because it's gross and ridiculous and doesn't make sense. There's no way that Amanda Bynes is kissing the many young children that were lined up behind Channing Tatum. Or the really old man that has something in his mouth that's not his tongue or whatever they talked about. Like There are no rules at this festival. I just feel like this never... I've never heard of anyone having one of these in real life ever in history. I didn't look it up because I I know I'm sure it has existed at some point, but I didn't want to know about it. I feel like it happened like in the 50s, you know, when everything was like, America. People didn't know about consent. Yeah. Right. This is serious. If you guys have kissing booth, if you've ever seen one out in the real world, please tweet us. DM us. I really want to know. I'm I'm genuinely interested. Yeah. I feel like it lives in the same world as like seven minutes in heaven and spin the bottle and all these things I thought would happen to me that never (laughs) did. That were like this like a classic um, component of like right. your just adolescent overused, experience. Right, overused, so overused by movies and TV and just like yeah. never in the real world. I yeah. have been present at, I was not in the closet for seven minutes in heaven, but I have been <laughs> present at a seven minutes in heaven. Okay. Oh, really? Thing. We'll check so, that one off the list. But okay. That's about it. Yeah. Um, And then I just want to say, speaking of the carnival, did anyone <laughs> catch that really weird moment? Because there were like stilt walkers and this stilt walker, like bends down, <laughs> takes a child, like literally hoists this child up over his shoulder, and then they cut and they don't go back to it. Did I mean, it reminds that? me of the poor girl you tracked in Magic Mike XXL that was just tied to the swing the whole time, and like the show went on, and this woman was just left. You really I care about to, every person in this. Thank movie. you. Really you know, I gotta it. gotta care about those extra characters. Yeah, <laughs> I'm worried um, for that little girl, but yeah. Yeah, another low light is I was reminded at like how immature high school boys are because there were some accurate parts um, from this movie like when Amanda Bynes is talking about like quote unquote her twin sister but it's really her and she's like they asked if she's hot and she's like well she has a great personality and then all the guys including Jane Tatum was like oh and then they like Olivia walks by you know the love interest for Channing Tatum and like also whatever, um, main character. And they basically said like she was recently broken up with. So her confidence is way down. She's got really low self-esteem. She's really depressed. And then one of the guys like, so that means it's time to pounce. And they like (laughs) high five each other. I was like, you know what? I don't miss that as a 27 year old woman. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Let's pretend it stops when they get to high school. (laughs) Please God, let's pretend. I just live in denial. Um, Okay. Also, you guys know, I just pick apart specific things, but I have to talk about it. And I know this isn't, this is a, not a visual experience that you guys go through on tea time, but in the last scene, picture this, if you've seen it once, I think you'll recall what I'm talking about. It's, the like most crucial moment of the whole film, Amanda Bynes as her true self, right? Goes mm-hmm. in and plays soccer against her evil ex-boyfriend who's a huge <laughs> dick and she's like been kind of against this whole movie. It's like the final moments of this game and the girl, 
Amanda Bynes has like revealed herself to be a girl. She is playing with her hair down and in front of her face. And I know in my heart as a film major, it's because they had to pretend like they could, they some actual soccer players playing who's brunette and like not Amanda Bynes, but they had to like kind of pretend it's Amanda Bynes. So they cover this girl's face. It is so distracting. She's literally (laughs) playing with all of her hair. Like she's like this when she's like, Liz is demonstrating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's truly wild. Um, I had a huge problem with it. And maybe it's because I hate my hair and my face. But she's literally rewatched that one scene if we're going to rewatch this movie. It's, it's awful. It's it truly no, awful. No female athlete, I guess probably some have, but like we all played high school sports. No Yikes. one plays with their hair down. No, no one. No, Never. just do her back if you're going to do that. Anyway, yeah. I had no. a huge problem with that. No, I agree. Um, I'm over here sweating my ass off every day. I have. To, I'm not even exerting any physical abilities and I have to freaking put my hair up into a goddamn yeah. bun. Amelia oh and I put our Jesus. hair up for tea time today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always up. Okay, sorry. Um, um, last low light. What the fuck are the cheerleaders at this soccer game wearing? One, why are there cheerleaders at this soccer game? Two, why are they in like booty short things? It's like a bikini. It's yeah. like a bikini. What? It's bad. No high school cheerleaders wear this. No. no. You guys, what has aged the best and the worst from She's the Man? Okay, again, I love, and Liz, I know you are similar. Love Mm -hmm. a good Shakespeare teen movie adaptation. And this movie was inspired by Twelfth Night. So thank you, everyone. There's a lot of little nods. They like Mm. kind of do all the names kind of correctly. Like Orsino, Duke of Illyria is now Duke Orsino. Malvolio is like the name of the random tarantula. (laughs) Viola, Olivia, and Sebastian are all like the same characters' names. There's like a lot of little details that I did appreciate from the production. Like Amanda Bynes passes the school bulletin board and it's like advertising the school's production of What You Will, which is like another name for Twelfth Night. So like the school's putting on the same play. Um, Cesario's, which is like the pizza parlor they all go to, is like Viola's alias there's a million I could go on and on but like so I'm good. nerding out but anyway just know that they did pay attention to those details and I really liked it uh what aged badly from this movie I just had to get this off my chest and then we can move on uh supporting the gender binary not great this whole movie is based on a girl trying to pass as a boy and doing stereotypical boy things and then being like no actually I'm a girl and doing stereotypical girl things and just like mm-hmm. you know we were past that it's 2020 mm-hmm. um however I thought part of this that aged well is that I think it would have been really easy to make Viola like a boy's girl and be like, I'm too good for the girls. Like, I'm going to go play on the boys team and like, I'm going to do boy stuff. And I only have boyfriends. And Mm -hmm. I love that. First of all, she's a girly girl. She wears dresses when she's allowed to and when she wants to and her hair is down and styled and she likes it that way. And she has really girly friends. And, you know, she doesn't want to be a debutante, but she still wears like a really cute dress at the end. And like, mm-hmm. I just think it would have been really easy to kind of throw like the girly girl type under the bus for the purposes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a couple times she almost sells herself out like as a girl because she's like, oh, my God, they sell shoes in anthropology, which yes. like, you know what I mean? They didn't, <laughs> yeah. they didn't have to make that part of her personality, but right. I appreciate that they did. And on that note, Olivia, who Channing Tatum loves originally, is in love with um, it's getting confusing with Amanda Bynes, but like mm-hmm. playing her brother. Mm-hmm. And she says like part of the reason or a big reason she's attracted to him is like his delicate features and his sensitivity and his like kind of what you would associate with like more feminine qualities. But mm-hmm. that is so attractive to her in Sebastian. Mm-hmm. So it's like not like Amanda Bynes went in and like 
was this like super, super, super overly masculine. And that's what right. got Olivia's character into him. It was right. like the parts of her or Amanda Bynes' character that right. were like kind of out of the norm, which I really The liked. pronouns, totally. trying to work the pronouns for this movie is so difficult. I know. I don't even know if I, if I tracked I all of that. I'm did. trying to just put did. Amanda Bynes' name everywhere. I right. Can. They know what we mean. Uh, yes. I also wanted to give a shout out because I thought the styling actually aged really well. We mm-hmm. talk about a lot of early or mid 2000s movies and how awful the styling is. So shout out to this movie because it's actually <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Also, on the Ots note, I really enjoyed the soundtrack. It's very, Mm. like, dated and of the time, but it's just, it's really fun, you know? Like, I feel like a big thing during that time was to, like, recreate a popular song or a song they've used before. Like, they had the You're Gonna Make It After All song during the... uh, the transformation <laughs> from Viola to Sebastian, and they, mm-hmm. but it was like kind of jazzed up for like uh, 2006. I mm-hmm. don't know. I just, I just really love that. They had some All American Rejects. It oh, was yeah. just, yeah, it was. It, they also yeah. put great songs with the great montages. So there's oh, just perfect scenes. You gotta. Yes. Yeah. At Ray La Montagne. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, good. Okay. MVP. It's possibly a clear winner, but I'm curious your guys' thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I think we all agree that it's Amanda Bynes. You guys yeah. added some some additional people just to shout them out. But I mm-hmm. want to talk specifically about Amanda Bynes' face and her like comedic facial expressions Ugh. because she is working so hard in this movie. Like every mm-hmm. line, every reaction, like she has, first of all, just like a hilarious face. And she mm-hmm. just is so committed to being funny in every mm-hmm. single second of this movie that she's reacting in these like really over the top but really funny ways to yeah. all of these scenes. I really can't do it justice. She just is so, ex- her face is so expressive and so inherently funny. Yeah, she took the best parts of like the Amanda show and she got to showcase it. It was the, the other time that she got to showcase it that clearly because her other roles is like, it's just not as like, there's not as much physical comedy. There's not as much like comedy in the dialogue and like for her to kind of be as zany as like what is her true bread and butter. Um, so I think this is just like her perfect role, honestly. Agreed. Um, she also, we talked about this earlier, but develops this like <laughs> odd, but it kind of is just like her niche kind of weird dialect that she goes into. Amelia, yeah. you can do it better than I can, but <laughs> it's like half Southern, half kind of mumbled that like is all in the Amanda show and like, Whatever. I love it. I love all of her it roles. So she incorporates like a little bit of that. I also want to give a shout out to David Cross, who mm. is the headmaster <laughs> of this school. I find him so funny. Um, and it was just a very odd role for him to be in. Like, it's just a joy to see him in this random 2006 Amanda Bynes movie. And I think he like holds steady with Amanda Bynes and all the scenes that they're in together. I do. You know how you quote the Gouda? I, my friends and I would quote the welcome to Illyria. Welcome, 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 welcome. I just love that line. He's oh my so God. good in it. And he it's like comforts so funny. Her. And like in the last scene and he's like unveiling all this stuff. He's just so good. He's so good. So good. Um, also, just want a quick shout out again from last week's MVP. Channing Tatum. He is, I don't know what it is. He's just so charming and in this movie he's charming because he he plays that you know regular guy but he's also sensitive there's a scene where he's like and I don't I just felt like wow Channing Tatum you you really either feel which I feel like he is a feminist I don't I don't want to assume but I I would assume so um and 
not only that, but he he's just a good actor. And he's like, wow, you you really talk about girls in such graphic tones. And I, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, yeah I, I felt that when you said that. And I felt your disdain for it, Channing. Thank you. So <laughs> yeah, this was released the same year as his dance movie Step Up. Oh. Um, so 2006 was just like kind of the year of Channing Tatum about to blow up. And I appreciated that he's not like uber, uber famous at this point. But you can tell he's so yeah. talented and is going to be big. Exactly. Yeah. I also feel like we did him dirty the first match. Mike, where we were like, none of us are attracted to Shannon Tatum. So just for the record, he's really hot in this movie. <laughs> he is that really is hot. True. It just has to be said. Credit is 100%. 100%. <laughs> okay, let's do the lightning round. Is this a sports movie, Kate? I say yes. I think we all agree. Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay. it, the bulk of it is not spent on sports, but if it has a big game at the end of any movie, I think it's officially a sports movie. True. Next one. Do we have a modern day Amanda Bynes? And if so, who is it? Um, I would say there is an argument to be made for Zendaya. I, after working at Disney and having to like watch some of her in Casey Undercover, which is a Disney Channel show, mm. she she is funny. She's very funny, and she has like these faces that she does that are just really expressive and really good. And they re- kind of remind me of Amanda Bynes, but she doesn't have the voice work, you know, that an Amanda Bynes has. But mm-hmm. but I do think they are both super talented, like comedic actresses. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Amanda Bynes like slapstick, zating, like mm. overly expressive humor is like, kind of slightly outdated right now in 2020 and it could come back around. But I think like her very classic type of humor is like not something that young actresses are like kind of going for unless you're on the Disney channel, which I obviously don't watch. So maybe there's tons (laughs) of it there. Um, But I, it like takes me back to a point in time watching her because like that was all over everything we watch, like that specific kind of humor. And I do find it like very genuinely endearing and charming. Yeah, Yeah. I think maybe the closest thing we have to this type of humor is like those Twitter TikTok comedians where they'll do the video Mm. where they're like and again I think this kind of humor is like only sometimes works and it's been like a little overdone but there are these specific people who like will do you know telling your coworker about your date and like we'll right. have kind of the facial humor and like the over the top mm. voices See, and that kind mm-hmm. of thing the facial and I feel like humor. that's a similar brand that's yeah true. I think that's a true. lot of people are kind of worried I mean I don't want to assume but uh, again but of like looking weird or like mm-hmm. quote unquote ugly or something mm-hmm. and I, I just love that people like uh, Amanda Bynes and Zendaya are like not afraid to mm-hmm. like really give good face. Yeah. Which I, I would appreciate. like to see a Zendaya comedy. I think she's kind of oh, left me this too. behind, but I would I like know. her to kind of take this over. Me too. Have you guys ever thought or used the tampon in your nose for a nosebleed? Have you guys ever done that or thought about it? <laughs> no, so but it's sorry. genius. It is. It is. Definitely thought about it. <laughs> have, it have you, I forgot about this tip until I saw the movie and I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now I put it in my back pocket for the yeah. future. What is your favorite kind of cheese, you guys? Kate? Uh, I love a baked brie. Amelia? But I love all cheese, honestly. (laughs) Truly. Um, As someone who lived in Wisconsin for a while, I would say Mm. Swiss for every day. But I do love a goat cheese with berries for special Mm. occasions. Yes. And there is a great, if you've ever been to Madison, Wisconsin, there is a really great cheese shop because it is Wisconsin. It's (laughs) Mm -hmm. called fromogenation. Oh my God. The selection, the little (laughs) accoutrements. Amazing. You got to go. You got to go. Do you guys like Gouda? I don't know that I've ever had it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Gouda's great. What do you put Gouda on? And then we'll move on. 
crackers? crackers? Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you. Okay. Liz, Liz what's <laughs> your favorite unanimous. cheese? My favorite cheese is brie for like a picnic, but mm. I'm one of those people that kind of like the dairy-free <laughs> cashew milk type of cheeses, which are just as good. You just need to find no, the right No, they're brands. not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. Tea time's unanswerable question. You've got one from Kate and then one from the tea bag. Amelia, how about you start from the tea bag? Um, yes, from the tea bag. This goes nicely with what we just talked about. So um, this is from Sam Bright at Sam Bright with two T's. What is Amanda Bynes's actual best movie great question this is very appropriate for this episode right basically what you choose between like her best movies is like what a girl wants easy Mm. a hairspray Mm. sydney Mm. white and she's the man that's like the top group of them right yeah which i'm gonna say she's the man maybe i'm like biased but i think that would be my pick no matter what yeah she's a real scene stealer in hairspray and in uh (laughs) easy a Mm-hmm. However, True. they're not Amanda Bynes movies, you know? Right. Whereas, like, right. She's the Man, all the other ones, like, they're, like actually star her, and She's the Man is the best of them. Yeah, that, that is, is Amanda Bynes. True. Yeah. yeah. Although she is really great in both Easy A and Hairspray. Just I do love her in Hairspray. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> Amelia, what's your pick? I'm going to have to agree and say She's the Man, but I will say, you know, What a Girl Wants. I remember that was one of the first, like, teen movies I got to see. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, it's like this girl and she's going abroad with, like, Colin Firth as her dad. And it's like the whole British. I feel like the British thing was really big back then. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just she was great in it again. That was like her first, like, real like movie movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I'm not going to lie. I've always loved The Amanda Show. Great, great show. So. Agreed. <laughs> um, Kate, what is your unanswerable question? All right. I feel like there is a lot of enthusiasm for this, but I had to ask <laughs> because I learned some disturbing news about my coworkers this week. Mm. Uh, it was the 20th anniversary of Gilmore Girls this week. There was a lot of Gilmore Girls think pieces and discourse mm. on oh. the timeline. And I learned some really disturbing news when a coworker shared an article into our Slack and said, what Rory boyfriend team are you on? I thought, you know, as as every Gilmore Girls fan knows, it's Dean, Jess, and Logan are the three boyfriends of Rory. And I found out that the vast majority of the Ringer staff that responded are Team Logan. And I was horrified by this as a Team Jess girl. And I feel like no one else on this podcast really cares as much as I do, but I had to ask just to know the truth (laughs) about each of you. What team are you on if you're on any team at all? I have never seen a single episode of Gilmore Girls. It's my understanding that they just drink coffee and like be in the foliage all day. Liz, you would love Gilmore Girls. And talk really fast. Yes. Are you sure? You would. Yes. Hmm. Why? Because it's wholesome? It's good. It's a good show. (laughs) Okay. Amelia, have you ever seen Gilmore Girls? I've seen like Maybe two episodes. Oh my god! Tough. They, Kaya, they, you Kaya, Kaya, I'm, I'm so yourself. fast. Kaya McMullen, unmute yourself. Have you ever seen Gilmore Girls? Save Kate. Um, maybe like a few episodes. Oh my god! Wow. Get me out of here. Wrap this up. I'm done. <laughs> All alone. I'm done. But I will Sorry, say, I, I like the guy, the Milo Ventimiglia guy, because he's okay. Hot. So you're Team so, Jess. Thank sure. you. Okay. I'll take yeah, that sure. as sure. just a very slight win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We'll be back next (laughs) week with more Cringe Mode and other celeb news. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, 
a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 